You're listening to the Seduce podcast with Cass and Kat, where we love to talk about life and experiences that inspire your higher self. Kat, how are you this morning? Cass, very well. <laughs> how are you? I am great. Last night, Charlie took me out for a belated birthday dinner Aww. and it was great, but we ended up leaving at 11. It was one of those degustation experiences. Where 11 you... p.m. Yeah, oh, it was look, oh, we were eating until like 10.30, 11. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I'm just cradling this licorice tea right now as we're about to chat. What are we talking about? What are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> no, so actually I wanted to ask you some questions today, you know, mm. as I am, you know, looking at the trajectory of my future with Charlie and potentially having a family one day. Oh. Are um, you about to make an announcement? No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. No. Get the tissues ready. No. I'm going to be so emotional. He did not propose a 16-course <laughs> dinner last night. 16-courses. It was huge, Kat. It was huge. We oh, ate a flower. Really? It was very okay. earthy. Everything it's in the botanic restaurant. Okay. And so everything is selected from around them in the gardens. You know, they pick right. herbs. It felt very healthy, everything I ate, because it was vegan and very herbal. And the non-alcoholic drinks, which were from like pomegranate. And the way they explain things is just so funny. This was dehydrated for 24 hours and then we infuse it. And it's like you got that from a Heinz can, didn't you? In oh, the- my God. They didn't, but well, you hope not. Can you imagine? And then we fry it and then we leave it in the sun. But anyways. so that accent. That yeah, brilliant. well, the guy was Italian, the one that was doing all our little speeches. So before every food selection, we get a 10-minute talk. Oh, my God. So it's literally an experience. But anyways, Charlie didn't propose then. <laughs> Wait, were you expecting it? No, no. (laughs) Good God, no. You know what? I actually hope that if he does, when he does propose one day, that it's definitely not at night because he'll catch me yawning. He'll be like, that's great. Can we go now? So let's hope he does it during the day, morning, after a disco nap, something like that. (laughs) Yeah. It definitely has to be afternoon because based on these podcasts in the mornings. I know. All the yawns we find in the videos. (laughs) After we record. Oh, goodness. Oh, goodness. (laughs) So looking at the trajectory of things and whatnot, you know, the other day Charlie sent me a – it was a video and it wasn't new to me what he sent to me. But obviously we talk about family and that kind of thing and our future. Mm -hmm. He sent me this – have you heard of dolphin-assisted births? No. Mm, Okay. So a dolphin-assisted birth is basically what it – sounds like where you give birth mm-hmm. in water mm-hmm. but surrounded by dolphins. Wow. Right? Okay. Because apparently these dolphins emit a sonar or a frequency yeah. that A, helps you with the delivery of your child. It's almost like a positive calming feeling, what I've read mm-hmm. and researched about it. But also women that found that their children were born with a dolphin-assisted birth. They found that they learned quicker, they walked sooner. Wow. They, you know, six years old and they're graduating college. <laughs> Not to that extent. But basically they they noticed these things that, you know, their child was just more advanced than the average child. 
Wow. So where and do they do? Where do you go to? So it's interesting because they're trying their hardest to smear it and to ban it. And I believe there's one place in Hawaii that still does it. So we know it's good because they're trying to ban it. Yes, <laughs> yes. One of those. She's onto it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's actually very true. So apparently you can go to Hawaii and have these dolphin-assisted births. Cool. And so it got me thinking. So Charlie sent it to me and I was like, I'll do it. And he goes, I... You definitely would. I know. And he replied going, I know you would. Anything for our little warriors. It's just so cute because that's that's how already, you know, how we think of it. And it's one of those things I'm like, you're going to do a detox before I get pregnant. I'm going to have your adrenals and your kidneys in optimum performance, like all these things. But anyway, so it was really cute that he sent that to me, although I kind of knew about it already. So I wanted to actually ask you, when you – Fell pregnant. Mm. So it was planned, right? Uh, Well, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, okay. You knew what you were doing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Right. So so were there certain things that you felt upon finding out that you were pregnant? Like, actually, you know what? As soon as you were pregnant, what was your third thought? I want to know your third thought. Not your first of like, oh my God, I'm so excited. And not your second of like, oh my God, I think we're going to. What was your third thought? Oh my gosh. Okay. Okay. Hold on. Can I just, before I answer that question, I'm having a flashback right now. Okay. Having a flashback. So you were talking about the dolphins and dolphin-assisted births and their frequencies and sonars and all of that. Okay, so I'm about to blow your mind. I I love when you do. You know what I love about us, Kaz? You'll bring up something, a topic, and somehow it's related. It's relatable. You and I, we're meant to be. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so here we go. So I have a dolphin story. While I was pregnant, I have a dolphin story. Okay. Oh, my God. All right. So imagine, I think I was like six months pregnant at the time. Oh, wow. And I was walking down the beach at Grange, which I did very, very often Mm -hmm. before having Rosaria, right? And I remember it was like a, it wasn't super hot. It was like a coolish day. And I was walking like ankle deep in the water along the shore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was one of those days where I was feeling very overwhelmed at the thought of, oh my gosh, I'm about to be a mum. What the hell am I going to do? Like, how am I going to do this? Am I cut out for this? Wow. Is this really what I want? Is it right? All these yes. thoughts. And I was very frazzled, very, I don't know, I suppose a little bit, you know, when you don't know what's really coming and what you're in for. So there's that little bit of fear. A little bit of uncertainty. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Ain't that just life? So I stopped at one point and I just looked out towards the ocean, right? And I was just sitting with all these thoughts in my head of like, how's it going to go? What am I going to be like? What's this baby going to be like? Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so while I'm- Because you didn't know you were having a girl, did you? I did. You did. I found out earlier. Yes, I did. And I remember looking out into the water down at Grange Beach and it was a very, it was a windy day. So there was a lot of like movement in the water. And all of a sudden I see this fin not very far from me. Shark! <laughs> no, literally. Everyone get out. Like, isn't that the main, like, we all know there's dolphins down at Grange, but like the first thought is that is a shark. <laughs> 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 so I see this fin, but the way it was moving, it was quickly like, oh, this is a dolphin. Anyway, yeah. I was like, how sweet is a dolphin like floating by? This dolphin, okay, so it's coming. I remember it like it was yesterday. It was coming from, so I was looking out to the water and from the left of me, there's this dolphin moving across the water, okay? It gets in line with me, 
All right. And we're talking like, oh, look, I'm not really good with like distance and stuff like that. But if I probably went out to like head height, I'd be where the dolphin was. Okay. Okay. So at this point I'm ankle deep, but if I went head height, I'd be where the dolphin was. This dolphin stops in front of me and in line with me and makes a beeline for me. Okay, so ankle deep in water, I'm thinking like, what is going on here? Anyway, it comes up to me, it comes right up to me and not where I could touch it. It was still at a distance where it was far, but very, very close, if that makes sense. And it's come right up and it did this little, I don't know how to describe it, like it did this little playful like movement, right? It did this little playful movement in the water and then it just scooted off. It swam away. And in that moment, Cass, it was like all that worry and stress just disappeared. And I was like, I don't know, that one with nature moment where you just like feel super connected. And I was like, no, this is meant to be happening to me and I'm going to embrace this and I'm going to do really well as a mum. And I know this baby's going to be brilliant and I know I'm going to raise her right. All of a sudden I just had all this confidence. Sure so how crazy is it that you talk about dolphin-assisted mm. births and, and their frequencies and sonas, like, I don't know what went on. Did it did it release a frequency? You know, I'm not sure, but I definitely felt a totally different mood change. Well, I'm going to blow your mind even more. Okay. And tell you that dolphins know when a woman is pregnant. Are you serious? So they, I think in certain theme parks, you know, those water parks. Like SeaWorld and things. Yeah. They won't let, or I'm talking places where you can actually go into the water. Yes. The trainers won't let pregnant women in because the dolphins divert their attention to the pregnant women rather than the other people that are paying to see a show or whatever. Well, that is like exactly what happened at the beach. The dolphin was just minding its own business and then it just diverted its attention. Yeah, it knew you were pregnant. Wow. It absolutely knew. So animals are really, really interesting. And I will touch on something I learnt yesterday. There's a book called Ringing Cedars of Russia, right? right? And I only learnt about it yesterday. I'm only a few pages in. Mm -hmm. But the person that told me about it gave me a rundown on what it's about. And it's about this man that meets this woman in the Siberian wilderness yeah and she's was born out there and she's been living out there but this woman has special abilities powers okay. because she was raised like by the earth by the trees by the animals wow that kind of thing and, and this is a true story this is a true story this man met her in the 90s and this book has become like a national treasure wow. it's an expensive book i was given the pdf but of the first book which is called anastasia right because that's this lady's name so it's about this woman's great ability. She's not part of civilization. So she has all these from, I think, being able to read minds to being able to, like, honestly powerful. And she, in one of the books, I believe, says to him, because he ends up impregnating her. Yeah. And she gives birth to this child. And the bear is looking, a bear. A bear? A bear. Like a brown bear? Yeah. I don't know what (laughs) colour it was. But he's looking after this child. And this man comes to visit and he says, what is happening? You're, there's a bear looking after my child. And she goes, well, the bear's raised me. These animals, we're supposed to be one with them. Wow. They sense things. They, If you give birth in the wilderness like this woman did, the animals will care. There's animals that bring her nuts and berries. And oh. I'm just like, this is insane. I need to read this whole series of books. Oh, once you finished it, we should chat about yeah, it. Yeah, I think we really should. Yeah. Super, super interesting. But so, also like when you say that, it doesn't, 
as much as it's interesting, it doesn't surprise me. Yeah, no, not at all. Not at all. I feel like we've been dumbed down from the fluoride, chlorine chemicals in our water Mm. to the preservatives in our food. I just feel like along the way we have been really, really dumbed down in society Mm. to the point that we're just like, oh, okay, we'll just pay our taxes and keep slogging. Mm. Like that's where we're at. You Mm. know what I mean? And here's this woman like Charlie made a joke of it last night when we walked out and I was cold because mm. apparently she said you're not supposed to swaddle your baby okay. in all you know, in all this warm clothing. They're supposed to climatize and adjust oh, to the weather. To the weather, okay. Right? Because yeah. she lives out in the wilderness and that's what's supposed to and as soon as we stepped out of the restaurant last night, because I'd been telling Charlie about this book, I was like, Should we live in the wilderness? <laughs> and gain back our abilities and stop paying taxes. And Charlie, we step outside and I was like, ooh, give me your jacket. He was like, he's like, this chick. He's like, because he was drunk at this point with all the pairings of the alcohol, right? He's like, this chick, she wants to live out in the wilderness. She can't even walk 50 feet in the car. <laughs> He's like, how would you do it? So anyway, so it's, no, it's a really, really interesting book. So we will have to talk about it. Um, oh, definitely. Yeah. Mm. At some stage, once I've read more of it. Interesting. 100%. But okay, so going back to your question. So the third thought. Yes. You want to know the third thought that came into my mind when I found out I was pregnant. Be careful. I might ask you first and second. <laughs> as well. Oh, look, well, let's let's do it in order. I think the first thought, I took a pregnancy test at home and it said, yep, you're pregnant. And the first thought was excitement. I think that Aww. was just, the, I, maybe that was just, Simon, yeah. happiness. Yeah. It was like, oh, this is exciting. That's a feeling. What was your thought? Oh, I thought that's very true. What was my thought? I'm having a baby. Yes. Like me and Luke are starting a family. <laughs> no. The okay. first thought, I think, <laughs> The first thought was, I can't wait to tell Luke. That's what ah. it was. It was a happy feeling that I was like, I can't wait to tell Luke. Yeah. And it was really early. It was like six or seven in the morning. Was he asleep? Yeah. Luke, yeah. You know, Luke. Like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> he was asleep. And I remember thinking, oh, this is probably along the lines of the third thought as well. How am I going to tell him? Should I make it like, I don't know, we go out for lunch today or do something special? Or do I wait a few days and get like a little present organized? Be like, you're going to be a dad. Like I was thinking of all this stuff. Can I ask a question on this little, but don't lose that thought. I've never understood. So you pee on a stick, right? You pee on a stick. Okay. I've never understand the whole, I'll pee on this stick and then I'll gift it to him. Oh, no. You know, if I did that, if I gave Luke a stick that I had pissed on, he would have divorced me. (laughs) But I I don't understand. It's all over TikTok. It's all over socials. People pee on a stick and then they pass it to their partner. And I'm always like, no, gross. Yeah, right? I think I had gloves on, like even for myself. one thing I've never comprehend. Like I'll see videos and the partner's like, yes, you're pregnant. And I'm like, you're holding her pee. Uh, I'm I'm like, what? There's got to be a better way. There's got to be a better way. Well, no, I definitely didn't do that. Like I said, Luke would have, oh my gosh, he would have lost his mind. But so I was thinking of all this stuff, like, oh, how should I let him know? And then okay, so I'm not very patient when it comes to surprises. Uh Uh-huh. So when I have a gift for someone, I just want to give it to them straight away. I'm one of those know, people. Yes. So in my head, the thoughts, the third thoughts. You're that a great mind, gift giver, by the way. I'm just, oh, thank you. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, how should I do it? How should I let him know? And then I was just like, fuck it. I'm going to tell him right now. <laughs> just, 
I'm going to sit on his head <laughs> and be like, like look at stick. <laughs> no, so I went into the bedroom and I woke him up. Yeah. And I had the stick, I think, with my glove. <laughs> And then, and then I kind of moved it and a little <laughs> drop went on his head. And that, that was it. I haven't spoken to him since. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's been a lonely it's raising a child alone. <laughs> but like, yeah. I'm no, so I, I just surprised him with it in that moment. I literally woke him up wow. and I was like, babe, babe, like we're pregnant. His reaction was not what I expected because I literally just woke him up. And I think he said something like, why are you telling me this now? I'm tired. That was Aww. his response. And I was like, oh, that was shit. We waited. <laughs> but we laugh about it now, but it was just so funny. And then when we woke up, he was like, yeah, like, give me some time. Like, you could have waited till I was, like, awake to share in the excitement. I was just, I think I was halfway through a dream. Like, it was poor Luke. But I was too excited. So that, that was my third Love. thought. It was the excitement of how to that tell That was Luke. your first? My third. To, your third. Yes. How to, well, how to tell him. How to tell him. Yeah. You know? Oh, that's cute. Yeah. And so... When you think about the – was there a point where you thought, wow, am I going to get morning sickness? Is my body going to mm. change? You Not know, that we should really care about that because, it, you know, you're growing a child. Like, You know, it's funny. I Who cares if your body changes? Right? I guess I never really – I think we've probably touched on these sort of topics before in podcasts. We definitely would have about like body image and stuff like that. I was never one of these people that was worried about the way my body looked ever in yeah. life. I've just been like, this is who I am. And yeah, I can, I can relate to that, which right. is, it, it has to be something being 80s babies. It's Maybe. Gotta be. Like, I don't know, as soon as Instagram came along, I find that the younger generations, like, I, I kind of feel sorry for them a bit and what mm. they had to see on Instagram and what they compared themselves with. And, yeah. But yeah, go on. Yeah. So I wasn't too fussed about the concept of, oh, I'm going to probably get a little bit bigger and maybe extra fat. And, you know, I wasn't really fussed. My, probably one of my initial thoughts though was, I wonder what my pregnancy is going to be like because I had heard, you know, from friends and family's experiences, like it can be quite tough mm. and your body goes through obviously a lot of change and sometimes there's a lot of pressure on your body and your organs and things don't really work the way they used to even after having the baby. And, you know, so there was a lot that was going through my mind, but I think the main part for me was I was nervous about the concept of morning sickness mm. and I reckon I just bought it upon myself, to be honest, because by about week six or week seven, so very early on, it just started. Wow. And it was a lot. It was to the point of it was just day and night. It just didn't stop. So, But I was lucky enough for that only to last until about week 14 and then it stopped. Yeah. But I couldn't work, Cass. Like it was that level of being sick, you know what I mean? And it's funny because almost everyone that I know in my circle has suffered from that side effect as well. So it's not, it's not fun. But yeah, so I was definitely like, oh, I hope I don't get morning sickness. And then sure enough, yes, just like jinx sure myself. You morning <laughs> sickness. Have you heard of, this might be a slight side note, mm. have you heard of pregnancy nose? No. What's that? Um, yes. I learned about this when I was 19 when someone I was working with got pregnant and got a full Shrek nose, her nose completely widened what do you mean? on her face. And now I have seen it on TikTok as well. Pregnancy nose is a thing that your nose gets wider. Wow. Well, I've heard about like teeth movement, um, wow. there's hair loss and then gain again later on. Like, well, I kind of say like it's the opposite. Like you, you 
get extra hair during pregnancy. Like your hair grows and it's very luscious. And then after you give birth, it falls out. I was lucky I didn't actually experience that side of it. Um, But yeah, I'm going to be positive um, because our podcast is about uplifting. (laughs) Chicks and pregnancy. So basically, you're just going to get bold and your nose is going to get really big. (laughs) You're going to be. Bold, big nose. Exactly. But like, yeah, because our um, listeners are probably driving to work potentially pregnant right now. <laughs> I don't want to scare you. <laughs> I'm just going to say, you know what, I just see it as be as conscious about what you put into your body before and during because you're feeding that straight to your bub. You know how women just blow out, like, I can't eat anything now. It's like, oh, yeah. you're not a garbage disposal right yeah. now. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It's yes. just like cravings. I, I, I didn't really you. experience cravings. You know how some women say, yeah. you know, they that crave this pickles. particular food or this and that. I probably like lent towards like saltier foods during mm-hmm. pregnancy, mm. but that wasn't so much a craving. It was just, oh, I'd pick something with a lot of salt. Like that's what I was, you mm. know, uh, lean towards. But if I didn't have the salt, it wasn't like the end of the world. But that was kind of something that I kind Feels. of experienced. But you know what else, Cass? I made a conscious effort to, after I had the thought of, oh, I hope I don't get morning sickness. I don't want to get morning sickness. And then I got morning sickness. I decided to change my mentality through pregnancy. So I started to speak to the baby. I started Aww, to speak to I Rosaria. Yes. <laughs> and be like, you know what? When you're growing in mummy's tummy, like I was, I'd just talk to her like she was here, right? right? When you're growing in mummy's tummy, you're not going to give mummy stretch marks. <laughs> <laughs> I just started to like, just talk to her like that. You're not right? going to give mummy a weak just bladder. <laughs> At the end of this, mum's not going to lose any hair. Like, <laughs> it was cute. I was I just talking to her. that. But I did. And then that transmuted into me talking to Rosaria about, you know, when you enter this world, you're going to be such a good sleeper and, right, you're going to be such a good eater and we're going to experience this and that. And, like, I talked to her like that. And I thought, you know what, because, you know me, Cass, and I know you're the same, whatever you put into your mind is your reality. A hundred percent. Okay. So I thought, well, this little one is, like, I'm growing this child. So whatever is in my mind is being fed into her as well. Yeah. You know, like like what you said, what you're eating, it's the same. Whatever you're digesting definitely is going straight to her. But also your thoughts, you know, everything. So, yeah, I started to like daily ritual. We'd have a little chat and then we'd go about our day. That is the (laughs) cutest. And, you know, that little, that's a good little takeaway because I've been doing that into my water lately. So speaking affirmations into water because water picks up like high frequencies. So it's kind of like, you know, that concept of you put a plant in a dark room, right? And the plant is likely to die. But there was a study done where a guy had two plants in comparison and he played rock music to one plant in a room, like heavy rock. And then the other one he played was a um, classical. Classical. Yes. Yes. I have heard that. And that one blossomed and bloomed. And so same thing same kind of concept with water. They pick up frequencies. They hold frequencies. So if you speak good things to your water before drinking it, it's going to put you in a better state of mind. It's going to carry that frequency into your body. You know what? I love that because that reminds me of Luke's mum. So my mother-in-law, every time we sit down for dinner, she says grace yes, and gives like a blessing of nice. the food. So yep. that's that same concept, it isn't is. it? It is. Good thinking. Now I'm going to start doing that. You know what? When I have a family now, that's going to be, we're going to say grace around the table. Because we, although, you know, I was raised Catholic, I don't think we really, I don't 
think we really did that not every night. We'd do it on the special occasions like Christmas or Easter and maybe if someone's special, not special, but if someone was over. Yes, you had visitors. You know, and, yeah. But it wasn't something every night. And now that you say that, that's really nice. I'm going to implement that mm. now. I'm going to implement it with Charlie. And even, oh, that's sweet. But even thank like you. when you prepare a meal, so before, like say you're baking a cake or, I don't know, roasting veggies or whatever it is that you're doing, as you put it into the oven, you do it, you say a little prayer too. And I don't know <laughs> if that's just because it's like, I hope this doesn't say, say shit that's when it literally. comes out. That's literally what I was thinking. Normally I'm like, please be okay. Please be okay. But is that okay she, usually? Probably. Yeah, yeah probably. just okay. Just okay because you didn't say please be brilliant. That was where you fucked up. <laughs> I'm going to start doing that now. That is great. Okay. So already from this podcast, I'm going to be implementing new things. I love that. Um, but going back to your pregnancy, yeah. did you notice a mental shift as you prepared for this next chapter? Yeah. Look, after the dolphin scenario that I just described, that was like, that was a big moment in time for me because everything shifted from their perspective, shifted everything. And I was like, rather than being afraid of it, I embraced it and I embraced the unknown. And that's always been a hard thing for me because I like to know things. I like Mm -hmm. to be in control of scenarios. I like to be across everything. I've always been that person. I like to be prepared, I guess is a better word. So when you're pregnant, (laughs) you can't really prepare for what's to come because you have no idea, especially first pregnancy. You have no idea what's coming. So that was a scary time in my mind. But the shift that happened around that six-month mark, after that, it was like, okay, now all I'm concerned about is the state that I'm going to be in when I'm giving birth. So mm. let's get make sure the home is settled. And, you know, they talk about nesting. I'm not sure yes, if you've heard of that term, uh-huh. where you start to get things in order around the home. Mm-hmm. Get, you know, you're packing away old things. You're making room for new things like baby things and stuff like that. And you're decluttering. I definitely went through that cycle yeah. as well of decluttering everything. And it's funny because when you go back to the first question you asked me about what was your third thought, I had a fourth thought with Luke. <laughs> when we found out we were pregnant. I remember we found out we were pregnant in November and my first thought, my fourth thought, sorry, was um, our house isn't ready for a baby at all, like at all. We hadn't, we hadn't renovated what we wanted to do. We hadn't, we hadn't done anything. All of these plans that we had, we hadn't done one thing. And I was like, oh, we can't bring a baby into a house that's like unfinished and hasn't been. So anyway, Cass, you're going to laugh, but two months out, two months out. So Rosario was born end of June. And I had a planned C-section. So I knew the date that she was coming. And we're talking, I finished work at the end of May. So the very beginning of May, not even, not even two months out, we started home renovations. Oh, wow. <laughs> so Thank you, Lou. Literally, I was like heavily pregnant, like pulling out kitchens and doing all sorts of things. It was wow. the most hectic and fun time of my life. But that felt like something that I had to accomplish. I said to Luke, I can't wait for the baby to come out. These renos have to happen now. Like right now, because I want it to be just done. So it's one less thing to worry about. And can we just mention Luke's renovating skills? <laughs> okay. So for those who don't know Luke, Luke is like the type of renovator that, okay, so backstory on Luke. Oh, he's going to hate that I'm talking about him like this. Oh, my God. Okay. So oh, yeah, backstory on Luke that. is that we're not, we're not allowed to talk about Luke. <laughs> He tells us off. No, so backstory of Luke is Luke's in the construction game. So he was concreted by trade, very hands-on handyman, has a lot of connections in that world. So when it comes to building and stuff like that, like they're onto it, right? They're onto it for everyone else's house, but not their own. 
Okay. So Luke will start a project and my favorite project that he started was he tore down our front fence <laughs> and he <laughs> he tore down our front fence and basically like pulled up all the front yard, pulled out everything to landscape and run electricity to get an electric fence. Anyway, long story short, he started that process and it didn't get finished until maybe seven years later. <laughs> That was Bless just you, one Luke. project, okay, just one. That's Luke. <laughs> but it's just so funny because I remember, I it might have been when you were pregnant, but I remember like the porch area and you're like, oh. and you were just so calm. You're like, oh, yeah, Luke won't get to this for a good couple of years. <laughs> like you were just, you just knew. Our like, porch area was like kind of undercover and it was secluded. There's like a wall so you can't see it from the road. And there were beautiful plants. It was like this. I don't know, this rainforest in my porch yeah. area. And one day he was like, oh, I'm just going to rip this up and just lay like proper concrete down and get it all neat. I was like, oh, that sounds great. Anyway, so he ripped up all these plants and that was it. <laughs> he was like, yeah, I'm just going to have a lunch break and then just never came back to it. That was it. And that would have been like, I just became used to it. I was like, oh, yeah, my house looks like we live in like the Bronx and that's okay. <laughs> I love that you're so chill about it. It's great. So can we also, on another side note, yes, tell people how you told me you were pregnant, how you look, you and Luke, do you remember? Hold on. How did we tell you? Was it on the phone? It was on the phone because COVID, right? There was a short little lockdown. Yes. Yeah. Remind me, remind me. And I received a phone call, a FaceTime call from both of you. Yes. And you said to me, hey, Cass, guess who's a Cancerian? And my first answer, I'm like, me. And you're like, okay, who else is a Cancerian? And I'm like, Post Malone. That was literally my answer. And they're like, and do you know who else is a Cancerian? I was like, what? <laughs> like, what are they saying? And you're like, oh, thank you. I was very excited. Oh, I was very, that, very excited. Actually, I remember that now. That was yeah. Luke's idea. I was like, but you can't. I remember the phone before we called you. I was like, you can't call her and say that because she's not going to know. You can't say who else is a Cancerian. The baby's not here yet. <laughs> she doesn't even know it exists. <laughs> but it was actually very cute because it was just like, oh, my little Cancerian soul sister. <laughs> yeah. It was very, very cute. Very okay. Sweet. So back to your pregnancy. Yes. So there were a few mental shifts, obviously, that Definitely. you had to. Okay. Mm-hmm. And what about Luke's response? Mm. So we know he was obviously wakened by, awakened <laughs> by the news. Yes. And did you find any differences, positive or negative, shifts in the relationship between you two whilst being pregnant? I think we grew up in that nine yeah. months. When I say grew up, I don't mean it on a level of maturity. Luke's always been very mature and I I, I think I am too, right? We've always been sensible and responsible, things like that. Well, but we really grew up in the way that we saw our lives and we just went, okay, we live very selfish lives at the moment, Mm. as everyone does before a baby. And we spent that nine months really like tying up loose ends in our lives to make time and space and mental energy for this baby. Yeah. So it was kind of like for Luke, it was like, okay, let's get this occupation thing down packed because I've been doing my own thing for a long time, which has worked, Mm -hmm. but I need something a bit more consistent. So I'm going to put my energy into consistency now because Luke's personality is very spontaneous. He's that Mm -hmm. person. 
he'll just go where the energy is, go where the energy flows. And that's a great thing to have. But sometimes when you think about the future of like a family, and I suppose being the man of the house, you maybe have that thought of like, oh, okay, I think I need to find consistency. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you definitely leveled up and had a lot of growth with career sort of things. And then for me, Cass, it was kind of an opposite shift where leading up to falling pregnant, I was very much not, I wouldn't call myself career driven, but I was very much business driven. Mm-hmm. So I always had things going on and doing things and they were like my passions and things that some of them were passions, some of them weren't, but I was very much across a lot of things. And for me, it was the opposite in my growth and development, it was just understanding that I'm about to give a lot, well, basically 98% of my time to this child. So that means that I have to pull back on a lot of the things that I once valued and would spend my time with and really come to terms with that being okay and accepting that. So that was a hard shift as well, I think, you know, because you can still work and I'm not saying you can't work and can't do things through motherhood. Of course you can. However, the first stages of the baby's life it's you that they depend on. Mm. And you can't just go, all right, I'm going for eight hours. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like you've got to be there. Massive change. So it's a big change like that, you know, but definitely, yeah, the changes that I found in Luke was definitely a shift of like, all right, let's get consistency going. Let's find something that's like, get that foundation strong. So when the baby comes, we don't feel pressure or, you know, when you work for yourself, Cass, you've probably had experience, maybe you've had experiences like this, but it's, it's definitely like this in construction world. Sometimes you can wait on a payment for months and months and months after you do a yeah. job. Yeah, well, yeah, you I know, know that because of my brother who's in the yeah. yeah. And, and don't get me wrong, dad. like the payments are great. Like they, yeah. they, you know, they work hard, they make good money. But it's also like, ugh, when you're relying on one income because now I'm no longer working, you know, it makes it a little bit different. Like you've got to make sure there's consistency there. Yeah, mm. 100%. I mean, that itself is a is a valuable takeaway, you know, Mm. if you're thinking about starting a family. (laughs) Yeah, well, look, it's not to say that you need a million dollars to have a baby. You you don't. You you can have a baby. Oh, they're pretty steep, though, (laughs) FYI. Not that I know. I've just heard. I've just heard. (laughs) Word on the grapevine. (laughs) These kids ain't cheap. (laughs) But, you know, Kaz, if I throw some questions your way now, like when you think about being pregnant, Mm. what are your thoughts around that? Like what what gets you excited about that or what gives you a bit of fear around that? Uh, So my first thought when you ask that is obviously now I've just – it's excitement because I've got this beautiful partner Mm. and obviously – I expect that it's going to happen with Charlie. And, yes, you know, you spoke on a little bit on teamwork and I just, Charlie's going to do a lot while I sleep. You know what I mean? I see that. You know what? You say that now because I used to say that too. You say that now, but I don't know, that mother instinct kicks in. And, you know, sometimes like I'll wake up in the middle of the night if she's a bit unsettled and Luke will roll over like, you know, half asleep. Do you want me to go to her? And I'm just like, no, I'll do it. Like you take on yeah. this like mother bear role. Like yeah. you know, like I will look after my child. It's, it's a funny thing because I was the same as you, Cass. I was like, oh, I'm not getting up. Luke's not getting up. Don't know who's getting up for this baby. But in the end, you just do it. This baby's going to have to get up itself. <laughs> but no, it's one thing that does come to mind is Charlie and I are so like-minded. Yeah. And as our listeners know, it was built over a good friendship of three and a half years but I guess that's why we are where we are today because it was like wow we think the same you know when I got together with him I was like well this guy does tick all my boxes like you know he's 
we are one. <laughs> so, but we're also yin and yang, like, yeah. which is perfect because Charlie is so organized and mm. so tidy, you know. So I love that about him because I'm a little bit messy and mm. I'll rush out the door and get to work. And Charlie's just very, you know, he'll make sure he's up early so he can get his workout done and do his washing. Me, I let my washing pile up for a couple of weeks before <laughs> I'm like, oh, damn, i got to do that now. You know, so I'm definitely, I feel very secure at the thought of getting pregnant yeah. to this man, with this man, starting a family with him. And I know he's just going to grab it and be like amazing, obviously. Mm. And also, so we're speaking on pregnancy, not having a child yet. Mm. But if we speak on pregnancy, I just know he's going to be caring, nurturing, Mm. all those things. Because I've seen him in action. I've seen him when I've, you know, even when we were friends and I had COVID, I think it was, he was like, can I bring you anything? And that was him as a friend. Yes. That was friend zone, Charlie. Friend zone, about to get to the end zone. Friend zone, Charlie, about to get to the end zone. I said to him, that'll be our hash. So the other day I write him a message and I go, if we get married, our hashtag should be friend zone to the end zone. And he goes, what is this if, my love? And I was like, oh, that's really cute. I was like, I didn't even notice. Um, but If yeah. I say yes to you. <laughs> oh, no, he's got too many great attributes. But, yeah, the, the thought of being pregnant with him by my side actually doesn't scare me. Mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. So I know that I'll be able to tackle anything, whether it's morning sickness, whether it's he's just got my back. Yes. So, Isn't that um, sweet? Yeah. So that's a really nice question. And I think we're also settled in our lives. That'll be, it should be cruisy. Yep. And I'll still obviously go to work when pregnant. I believe I will. Yeah. Because I, that's just because I love work. And yeah. Yeah. So... It's not when you think about pregnancy as well. You know, when you talked about like having Charlie there as that, um, like, you know, he'll look after you and all of those things and be a huge support. I remember when I felt pregnant, my sister was also pregnant at the time. That's nice. So she was pregnant with her second. And uh, so, yeah, we probably told the family. We told the family quite early on, actually. You know how sometimes people say they wait till three Three months? Three months, yeah. This is another thing about pregnancy that I experienced. I had such a confidence about this pregnancy that I wasn't going to lose the baby or that this baby wasn't going to be unwell. I just knew that everything was going to go right. Amazing. That at literally like seven weeks, we told our family. Like literally it was just like, we're pregnant. Oh, how far along? Six and a half weeks. They were like, oh, you know, and, and people's reaction is like, they're so excited, but they're also like, oh, like. I maybe don't say, you know, don't say too much. And I'm just like, nah, hun, I'm good. This baby's coming. Like, yeah. You know? And I remember my sister being pregnant and she was due. So we let them know, yeah, it would have been November. And she was due at the end of December. Mm-hmm. So even just that comfort Aww. in being pregnant with her, just she was so knowledgeable. I mean, that was her second pregnancy. And she was just so knowledgeable and so helpful. And yeah, it was just amazing to have that support too from like another female who's also my sister. But just to have that little bond where it's like, I'm experiencing this with you. We're at different, you know, trimesters and whatnot, but I get to experience this with you in real time. Mm-hmm. And I get to share and it, like in your, you know, the ups and downs of it and learn so much. It was just, it was beautiful. And was she, had your sister also had a C-section? So could, No, my ah. sister didn't. So different opposite ends of yep. delivery stories. Yeah. So I had a planned C-section and I did it for, I did it for a number of reasons. Yes, yeah, 
you know, yeah. there were heaps of reasons around why I chose to do that. And it's funny because I've never been the type, this is another thing, right, with pregnancy. People will often ask you, oh, are you going to have a natural birth? Are you going to have a C-section? And it's a big topic. It's a hot topic. Mm. To some women, I don't really care what you have. But but yeah. to some women, it's a big thing because some people are like, you should only go natural. No, don't do C-section unless you really have to. Natural is the best way. And, and I'm not against like mm. going natural or whatnot, but I'm, I'm very much a believer, Cass, that you have to do what you know is right for, for you and you. your body. Mm. And that's the bottom line. 100%. That is it. There's no question. Don't worry about what other people are saying. What is true to you? You know, so I was very much like, I'm having a C-section. These are my reasons. And I didn't share my reasons with a lot of people, but I found that people did question it. Oh, mm. why are you opting for that over this? Like, because obviously natural birth is the word natural birth. That's ultimately, you know, you're giving birth naturally. That's the idea. That's what we're supposed to do. But, you know, if, if you look at things in back in the day, like births didn't always go to plan naturally either. So if you have a strong, this is maybe advice to anyone who's listening that's pregnant or thinking about being pregnant. If you have a strong inclination to have a natural birth or have a C-section, follow that instinct. Mm. Do what is right for you. You. And it, unless, of course, you can't and there's an emergency. Yeah, exactly. Because that happens too. Oh, 100%. People can have their, what they want. No, no, I want to have it natural. And then boom, things happen and they've got to have an emergency Definitely. section. And that's another thing, right? Because I never had a expectation. Yeah. Aside from, oh, yeah, we'll have a date for this C-section. I never had an expectation of, I remember go going to the obstetrician and she asked, and it blew my mind because obviously first time being pregnant, I had no idea, I'd never been to an obstetrician before. And she says to me, so we'll talk about your pregnancy plan as it gets closer. And I'm thinking my pregnancy plan, I'll just get the baby out. But anyway, <laughs> she we, we end up sitting down a couple of months out from giving birth and she says to me, so she gets her little notepad out uh, with a pen. She goes, so this is your time to tell me everything that you would like from when you arrive at the hospital to when we deliver the baby, like things, you know, from the music you want. I want dolphins. I want dolphins. The dolphin from Grange Beach. Can you bring him in? <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know his name. Could have been Greg. Not really sure. Greg. Oh, was he even a boy? Was he yeah, a boy? exactly. Know. Anyway, so um, she sits down and she says, you know, from everything, from the music you want to listen to, to what sort of experience you want, if this, you know, if you change your mind on a C-section, what do, and all these questions. And I just remember saying to her, oh, you don't need to write anything down. I, all I know is that I'm planning a C-section. Whatever happens around that, I'm cool. Yeah. And she was like, are you sure? I said, yeah. She goes, wow. She goes, this has never happened to me before. She goes, I will sit here with with women and we'll go through pages of notes. Make sure you say this to me. Don't say this to me. Make sure my husband's That's holding That's going to be me. <laughs> She's like, the longest list I ever created for a patient. Her name was Cassandra. <laughs> she wanted affirmations in her water. She wanted essential oils, dolphins and bears and some <laughs> berries. I love that. But, you know, Cass, it was one of the things that after that chat, I was like, nah, this is how you've got to be. In life, I've always been a planner and it has to go this way and I am i don't want it to not go this way. But with the pregnancy, I just kind of just let all that go. Like mm. I just let it be, I don't know, just gave it to the universe yeah. in a way if you want to talk about it from a spiritual level. I just thought whatever will be, yeah. will be. I have no expectations of this. Let's just get her out and make sure she's healthy. Yeah. That was it. 100%. I you think know? that's a really nice way to look at it because I do know people that their birth 
plan didn't go to plan. Yes. And then I think it causes more stress on the body. And I know for someone like me, mm. uh, that little bit of an overthinker, that would definitely get to me, you know. And I still, look, it's not going to stop me from probably having a plan on mm. what I want. Mm. But I think if things didn't go my way, I'd likely be like, oh, shit, oh, no, oh, you know, which isn't isn't probably a great thing. And one of those things in in those moments as well, if something was to go wrong during the birth, like you don't want to feel any hesitation because you're holding on to an expectation. Like if you've got to make a quick decision on something, you just want to make that quick decision. Mm. And, you know, the way I look at it is I didn't want to have in my head, oh, I want to do it this way and this way and this way because if one thing didn't go to plan, I probably would be annoyed and angry and then I'd be focused on that rather than putting my energy into, okay, what do we have to do to get this baby out now? And and holding on to that limited belief of, oh, it had to be done this way. And if it can't be done this way, well, I don't I don't have a plan B. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Whereas if you leave yourself just completely open with the mindset of we're delivering this baby, a healthy, happy baby, oh, the universe will, yeah. will let that stuff flow. We'll let that energy though. It attract you know, the law of attraction essentially. Yes. That's what this all is about. Yeah. Well, through my experience anyway. So did Rosaria listen on the stretch marks? Yeah, she was great. I know. She gave me no yeah. stretch marks. <laughs> <laughs> like I put that on her? <laughs> you better not give me a stretch mark. She's like, bitch, you got nothing to do with that. It's your buddy. <laughs> oh, she's a kiddie pie. <laughs> wow, I loved that. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Pregnancy it's- is an interesting thing. The body changes, the mental changes. It's, you know, People shift. don't often talk about it too much. We we like to talk about what's it like being a mum, what's motherhood like, parenthood like, like what is it like on the other side when they're here. But I like that this chat was specifically around pregnancy. Pregnancy. You're about to face a change yeah. in your life. Pregnancy is literally you're about to birth a new phase in your life. When you think about that concept, like it actually blows your mind. Mm. You know, and and also like on the topic of the person you're having a baby with, you know, sometimes I think men don't actually realize, well, clearly they don't realize the body changes and things that we go through on a day to day anyway, because we're polar opposites and we're not wired the same way biologically and all of that. But through pregnancy, it's like, if you're a guy listening to this, like look after your partner through pregnancy, because what you don't realize is that She's literally giving you a gift, a gift. She's giving you something that you can't make on your own. She's literally making another you, (laughs) right? She's the vessel for that. So it's like just nurture her because just nurture that. Pick wisely, me ladies. Pick wisely. (laughs) Yeah. It's very, very true, you know. Mm. Mm. Good chat, Kat. Very interesting. Well, if I have any more questions, I'll ask you, obviously. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I can't wait when I say when because it's definitely going to happen. When we have the chat when you're pregnant, I cannot wait for that <laughs> podcast episode. You're going to be like, so I wrote the list with the obstetrician. Ten pages there is long. no obstetrician. My <laughs> midwife is a dolphin. I, I spoke to Greg. <laughs> if someone's got to, it's going to be the most hippiest way I give birth, I swear. And Charlie's all about it. Charlie's like, yep, yep, whatever you want. He's like, you know, it's interesting because I can't imagine any other man just just being as 
supportive as him, mm-hmm. I bet like other guys would have been like, oh, I'll try to talk you out of this. I'll try to talk sense into you about this. But Charlie's like, you are going to know what is right for you. Mm-hmm. Like he has full faith in that. He's like, you've known what was right for you up until this point. You're yes. going to know. Yeah. So, yeah, that's another thing. Like have faith in your wife. That's right. Intuitively she does know. So, yeah, we'll, we'll um, TBC. <laughs> To be continued. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Well, thank you for that chat. Oh, thank you, Cass. I loved chatting. It was All awesome. Right. And um, if you loved that chat as well, please rate our show, leave a review, you know, the usual stuff that you guys do. We thank you so, so much for your support. We do. And we'll chat to you next time. Chat soon. Bye. <laughs>